Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples. UFC and Boxing Talk. Listen to Fight Disciples, I'm Nick Pete, and this is the big interview. Delighted to say I've had some cracking guests over the course of the last 12 months, two years. World champions, actors, playwrights, you name it, we've had everything on this show. Uh, but I've never had a guy, which is, what, weeks away are we now? Weeks away, months away, destined to win an Olympic gold medal. We know it's coming back. We've been talking about it for long enough since he won the, the European gold. We knew it's been on the cards. Uh, I am, of course, someone Peter McGrail, who joins us in the studio. Hi, Nick. Thanks, my mate. Thank you for joining us. I was Thanks I was going to bill you as Peter McGrail, Team GB, bantamweight gold medal prospect for Tokyo 2020. But as we've just talked about before, we press go then. It's yeah. not actually bantamweight anymore, it's featherweight now. Yeah. So be, let, before we get into that, eight national titles. Yeah. Uh, 2014 Youth Games and World Youth Bronze. 2017 European Championships Gold and World Bronze that year. 2018 Commonwealth Games Gold in the Gold Coast and EU Championships Silver. And 2019 European Games, The well that was the European Championships at the Games this year. Yeah, wasn't it was it? like the same but it just... Down it was more of like a full games. tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, there was like a village, yeah. all the other sports, so... Bit of a different experience, but it was I haven't missed anything there, have I paid for No, me? no, uh, nah. Just uh, in a, a year's time, hopefully, it's the Olympic gold medal. Absolutely, that'd well be the ultimate way to sign off. Obviously, your dad's joining us in studio today. We've not got a mic in front of his face, but when just when someone goes through a list like that, Dad, you must be 10 feet tall. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about that, what we mentioned there then. Obviously, you are no longer. Team GB's bantamweight gold medal prospect because mm-hmm. there is no bantamweight division at the at the Olympic Games. No. Yeah, the, the weights have changed. There was ten men's weights and three women's weights, Olympic weights, but it's changed now. They've they've added two women's weights in, so they've took two men's weights out. So basically, they've took forty nine kilo out and moved that to fifty two. Fifty two was still there anyway, and they've took sixty out and they've changed fifty six, sixty, sixty four to. 57 featherweight and 63. Do you know what I mean? For lightweight. So, yeah. So so basically they ditched light flyweight and they've shuffled the pack in terms yeah. of... Right, like okay. for, for some boxers it's worked out better. Everyone who boxes at 56, yeah. everyone who did box at bantamweight, my weight, probably worked out a bit better for us because we get an extra kilo to play with. But the likes of the boxers at 49, like there's some small 49s out there. Like for them moving up to 52, it's going to be it's gonna be hard work for them. But yeah. Suppose you can just get on the weights and get on the stakes and but that's it, exactly, go into yeah. it. For you, for your size and the fact that you've been a bantamweight forever, 
it must have been like a blessing in disguise. You heard anything, happy days. Ah, oh, it is. You know An extra mean? kilos worth its weight in gold. It's, it's the one. It doesn't sound like much. Two pound, two point two pound, but it'll be a. Uh, you'll be able to see it like definitely at these world championships. So, I'm not going to be a different fighter, but it'll just make the trip a bit easier for me. And yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out there. Like, obviously, delighted to say you joined us today because the you actually travel tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the World Championship starts on September the seventh. Yet, yet, Akherinberg in Russia. Yeah, does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah, we we fly to Moscow and then it's another few hours from there. So, be an everyday of traveling tomorrow. Like, but used to it now. Like, and get your get your focus, get you ready. You, you know, you you know, you're going to do a job. Yeah. Mm. The, the the squad that's going out there as well. What's the mix like in the in the GB squad? Oh, it's great, you know what I mean. It's a it's a very strong strong team. The the medals that we're getting now at the majors, the the, the past four years since the last Olympics, it's I think they're breaking records and that. And we're all we're all a close knit team, you know what I mean. We've been to we've been to a few training camps together. Uh, we're in Sheffield every week together and. There's no like, it's no bad vibes between us all. Know what I mean? Everyone's just pushing each other on. Everyone's supporting each other, and we we all have a laugh, and we're all fit and sharp. We've just had uh, America, Italy, France, Slovakia were there for a bit. Uh, Romania, Spain, they all come to Sheffield for um, the past two weeks for sparring. So we're all we're all sharp. We're all ready to go. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a good few medals coming back. Like, well, that's it. You know, but. Gone are the days when GB used to fly out, or even Team England would fly out, and it'd be more mm. in hope than anything else. You guys are flying out there. Okay, it's deepest, darkest Russia. Let's take that into consideration. But I think nationally now, the, the setup of Team GB, because of the people are winning, like yourself, winning medals at major games. I don't think you've ever been to a major and not medaled. No. So, okay, that comes with a bit of pressure, but also there's that expectation. You know, you yeah. guys will be, as soon as you walk into the into the hall in Russia, people will go, oh, no, here's, the rest of the teams will be like, oh, no, here comes G- Team GP. No one just will all be contesting medals. Yeah, that's the one. Like, we, we say nowadays when we're going away to tournaments, like, people say, like, they'll draw against Russians or Cubans and that, like, people will be be gutted to, to be drawn against GB now. Like, we're, we're a leading country now in the in the boxing game on the amateur scene on, on the world stage, so... yeah. As I say, yeah, we're we're all ready. Now it's a weird one, the worlds, isn't it? Because for the first time, and as as far as I can remember, this is this should be the first qualifier for Tokyo twenty twenty. Yeah, it was that's what it's be. always been traditionally. Yeah, but that's not the case. No, is that because Aiba are no longer running the tournaments at the Olympic Games? Yeah, that that that's. Uh, I think that is the reason why. Like, I haven't. Uh, none of us looked too much into all that. The politics. No, yeah, do you know when they, they were saying it's not going to be in the Olympics. Like, we all just. Didn't let it affect us, sort of thing. We all just, we could never see boxing not being in the Olympics, sort of thing. It's yeah. such a big thing, and I know it, it was quite a big scare, weren't it? I don't really know much about it, but we just always thought there's no way boxing is not going to be at, in Tokyo, and it's looking good now. And hopefully, it's a it's a different, a different like set of judges, sort of thing, because everyone knows Aiba is corrupt. Know what I mean? It's been corrupt for years, and there's there's always a few bad decisions and. Yeah, it hopefully just works out better for us, and I think the qualifiers are meant to be March. Okay. In London. Wow. Okay. I don't not sure whether it's confirmed, but that's just that's word on the street. Know what I mean? So that'll be uh, that'll be great. That get get everyone down and watch me qualify for the Olympics. It'll be 
be probably be one of the best moments in boxing for Absolutely me. Absolutely perfect, yeah. For anyone that doesn't listen to the Fight Disciples, we've talked about this before. We talked about the whole issues with the IOC or the issue IOC have got with Aiba. They weren't they weren't happy with the the new um, president elect of Aiba because he had controversial background in gangster life, whatever. This Eastern European guy. So the Olympic committee basically said, right, we won't have boxing at the Olympic Games in Tokyo 2020 because Aiba are not fit for purpose. That kind of stuff. Thankfully, as you say. Someone saw sense. Actually, it'd be the president of the IOC, the new president of the IOC, the Olympic Committee, understands sport. He understands it's about putting bums on seats, which is why every year now, we, every Olympics, sorry, they talk about scrapping wrestling. Now, the reason is because nobody watches wrestling. Nobody's yeah. interested in wrestling. You can't sell tickets for wrestling. But boxing sells out one of the first. Boxing athletics at the Olympics and swimming sell first. Everybody wants to be there. So I knew they'd find a way. But it, it's not Aiba running the tournament. It's actually the Olympic committee that are going to be running the boxing qualifier yeah. in the new year. Fantastic to hear that it potentially could be in Europe or at least or even in London. Yeah. That would be absolutely brilliant for you. But as you mentioned then, you know, amateur boxing. Anyone that listens to this show, I'm sure, is aware that the history of amateur boxing is absolutely littered with controversy and uh, and terrible political decisions. With that in mind, someone like yourself, Peter, who's one million percent is getting on that plane tomorrow, going to Russia for one reason, and that's to bring the gold medal home from the World Championships to go one better than you did previously. I know that for a fact. But at the back of your mind, or any amateur boxer's mind, do you not fly to these places and think, do you know what, I just don't want to get the Russian in the first round because you know, know what it's like politically. Yeah, obviously, many percent. I've said it to a few people uh, in the past few weeks. Said that hopefully don't draw that rush into the final. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's horrible in a way that like you've got to think like that. It should just be fair, and eighty percent of the time the decisions are fair. But for that twenty percent, it's and the twenty percent it could mean the difference of a a world medal or a gold and a silver or no medal and a bronze. It's a uh, you know what I mean? It's it's it could be potentially life changing for some people, and for a judge to just be be corrupt and be swayed the wrong way. It's as I say, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Is this something you talk about in Sheffield at Team GB? Is this something you talk about in squad meetings or? Yeah, nah, not not really squad meetings. It's just it's mad because say like you box well and you should get the decision and you get out the ring, and all your coaches are like, oh, you perform well, you should have got the decision. Uh, it just breaks your heart because. There's not much really you can do about it. Like, I wish there was like a, more of like an appealing system where you could appeal against it. And but like it all just happens that fast that like your decision's done, and then five minutes later the next fight's on. Yeah. So there isn't really time to, to go about it. You know what I mean? It's just you've got to just not let it affect you and keep crack, cracking on to the next tournament. Obviously, the world is absolutely massive yeah. you know in your game it's about the world and it's about the olympics they're the, they're the you know they're, they're the top of the three medals but are you going to russia next week um are you going there knowing full well that this is like the first step you know it's not like if you won gold in russia when you win gold sorry in russia next next week next month you won't fly back to liverpool going boom job done world champion no. that's it it's yeah. all about tokyo 2020 that is it is uh, tokyo tokyo olympics is the the pinnacle of the sport in it it's the that's the main goal that's why i've stayed on gb for i think it's me 50 year now 40 year now it will be f- five when i go to the olympics but this way the world championships it's it's like the better i do in in this and all my other tournaments it's all it's all medals on my cv for eventually when i turn over so 
I know that I need to give it 100%. It's not just, oh, this isn't the Olympics, I'm not going to go in. Even if it was just a, a spa, you know what I mean? A spa or even just a club bout, j- just for my own gym, having a triangle, you still you still want to win. Yeah. You still want to... I've just got that winning mentality. I've just got that competitive, competitiveness in me. Even if it was a game of table tennis, anything, <coughs> you know, just no matter what, I just want to win. I ain't getting beat, you know what I mean? It's, it's the worst feeling ever. Well, you're... 23 yeah so you're still one of the youngest members of the squad yeah. but you're probably one of the most experienced yeah certainly one of the the, the most decorated mm. do you feel there's a little bit of pressure within team gp for you to go out there and, and kind of you know show the rest of the squad this is what it's all about watch me and you yeah. know uh, no nah, i wouldn't say there's pressure like you know what i mean everyone on the squad we're all world-class fighters we're all top quality and there's no like no nah, i wouldn't say there's no pressure i always get asked this i just train hard live the life and just do what I do, you know what I mean? Just try and try and not get it and, and it then back and I know my best if I turn up on the day that not many people in the world will beat me, if not no one. Yeah. What what's the setup like at Team GB? Obviously I've been down it, everyone raves about it, but it's easy to drop in one day and think, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. But to be there every day, you know, to be there what is it, three, four days a yeah. week you're down there? Monday to Thursday, like the general week when other countries come in at different days, but it's like Monday to Thursday. But yeah, the setup's great, you know what I mean? It's Everything's on a plate. You get up at seven, quarter past seven, get weighed. You go down the track. You get told what run you're doing. Uh, you get your run done. You go back, have your breakfast, relax for a bit. You're back in the gym. You get given your weight session. Uh, you go back home, chill, and then you go and do your spa then. It's just like, you know what I mean? You get a little injury. You've got your physio to go to. They've got the best physios. They've got the best nutritionists. The best time for conditioning. They've got very experienced coaches that have worked with the likes of Anthony Joshua, your Callum Smiths, you know what I mean? It, like all the world champions now from England, most of them have went through the through that setup. Yeah, yeah. Who that we've gone through and the coaches that we've got now have seen them. So been to loads of Commonwealth Games, loads of Olympic Games, loads of World Championships. So you've you've got everything there, do you know what I mean? You just need to do your part, which is get the training done, turn up on time, live the life and it's just a winning formula really. Yeah. Even even down to the food, do you Obviously, you get to pick what breakfast you have, but is it controlled? Is it all like, boom, boom? Yeah, like if, if you wait till you're going to see the nutritionist, he'll do yeah, like your body fats and that, he'll tell you how much, what what to eat. Not exactly what to eat, but like when to have carbs, when to have your, your meat and that. Like we, we get a voucher for the Tesco okay. and we uh, we go and get our food for the week, you know what I mean? So uh, we, we make our own scans. We've got our own flats. I live with Pat and Luke McCormack. So just, yeah, it's a, it's a great setup, like, and, the facilities we've got down there, the, the gyms, the gyms next to none. We've got, we were speaking to Pat the other day about it. We were saying, like, obviously, we've got an altitude tent. And, like, we've be, obviously, we've been out to Uzbekistan, we've been out to Kazakhstan, we've been to a few countries. And, like, they haven't got the, they probably haven't got the money that we've got, that's like Team GB, mm-hmm. the Olympic team have got. And, like, so we need to make the most of what we've got, you know what I mean? And we do, we, we're in the altitude tents every week leading up to the majors. and it's 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 just showing benefits for us. We're, our team's just getting better and stronger and we're bringing more medals back from the, the tournaments. What's it like living with Pat and Luke? What's the setup like? Are you like... Because I'm always fascinated by how boxers relax. You know, yeah. how they... Like, if you bring Robbie Davis in, talk to him about films, he'll talk till he's blue in the face. He thinks he's like Barry Norman. Yeah. He's watched every film that's ever yeah. been made, ever. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you play video games? Do you watch films? Do you, do you have like a certain routine that you do to relax? Yeah. Because it, it must get boring at, you know, no, yeah, at it times. Does, it does. Uh, 
we just have a laugh, you know what I mean? It's it's great that I have a laugh with them too. Uh, but we, as I say, we're up at seven, and then because we're up so early, we, we just want to chill then after the run. So we get back in bed sometimes, have a little nap sometimes. We don't have, we'll have a little cuppa, uh, and then we'll go back to gym eleven, and then we'll go back then, we'll, and then we've got sparring at three, so we're, we're just chilling. But it's normally overnight after the sparring, depending on how early you train. Sometimes you train at three, four, but you're done by like half five, six, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. You go back and you have your scran, and then most of the time we're normally we're normally just shattered, so we'll just chill out. We they've, they've got sky in the in the gaff now, so we'll put a film on, or sometimes we'll go and watch a film in the pictures. There's a um, shopping centre called Meadowall, but we've done miles round there <laughs> over the years. We don't even know why we, we go back. Sometimes it's just because there's not much to do, or we go for a game of pool or something, or sometimes go for a Nando's, depending on a. Uh, Depending on the weight, know what I mean? Because it's hard work to stay away from that Pyrenees. It's, it's I'm telling you, it's funny how <laughs> Nando's basically fuels British boxing. It's I wonder, mad, if, I wonder if Nando's know how many boxers yeah. just like absolutely adore it. I know. Um, let's talk about your journey then. Let's talk yeah. about why boxing first and foremost. You're a, you're a South End lad like me, aren't you? You're from. Are you, I live are you in South Chilwell End now? I grew up in uh, Anfield, like, but okay. I live in Chilwell at the minute. But you went, didn't you go to school South End as well? Yeah, I went. Well, I went Saint to, Eddie's was it? I went to yeah Saint Margaret's for a few years, then Saint Edward's. Okay, so in my starby went. So why why did um why boxing? Why choose boxing yeah. in, in, in a city full of footballers? You know why did you choose boxing? Well, I started boxing when I was in year six, and I was I went to All Saints, that's in Anfield, and uh, one of my friends, Aaron. Uh, there was like six of us. We all played for a football team yeah. called Towns and Boys. And uh, we were flying, we used to win everything and that, dude, the, du- the double-double was it, that one it was, the double-double, won the, the league in the cup and that twice, but uh, it was like six of us, we all went to All Saints and one of our mates, Aaron, he he went down to Everton Triangle and he was going and then he's asked us to go, a few of us and I think five out of the six of us all went and we were all in there at one point and then one by one people people left, people left and there's only two of us, two of us to this day involved with the club, me. And uh, Anthony Humphries, he's, he's a coach. And so uh, it's it's nice that he's still a coach in there because I started with him, do you know what I mean? And obviously I'm still boxing, but yeah, they just went there. And I think after like a week or two weeks, me, the coaches, Paul Stevenson, said to me, Dad, he'll be a national champion. And then I lost my first three fights on the row. Lost uh, three split decisions. And uh, it was one of them. I was, what was I, 11, so... Can't really remember what what it was like, but like Paul always says, I used, I used to get out smiling for the first two, just still laughing. I must have just been like not knowing what was going on. But then on on my third fight, like I got out of the ring and I, I, he said like he could tell I was something changed. Yeah, and I was must have been getting a bit gutted. Know what I mean? And then I think I went on to win nineteen fights after that, uh, and in the nineteen fights I won my first national title, and I went on to box for England, uh, and I won the Three Nations. And then since that, I've won seven or eight national titles. Uh, then I started boxing for England uh, and GB. Because it was GB for that year in 2014 because it was the Youth Olympics year. So the, the World Championships was a qualifier okay. for the Youth Olympics. So obviously the Olympic Games is Youth Olympic Games, main Olympic Games, it's Team GB. So uh, I went to Youth Worlds, won a bronze medal there, which qualified me to go to the <coughs> Youth Olympics where I won a bronze medal there as well. And uh, speaking about bad decisions, I would probably should have won the fight in the Youth Worlds against the Kazakhstan. That's on YouTube. All the crowd was booing on that. But uh, as I say, you just got to brush it off and think about the next one and 
went and won Youth Olympic bronze and then I got on GB then and that was 2015 and it was obviously the Rio was around the corner but uh, I reckon I was I reckon if I got on the squad a, a year before then I might have had a better chance at going yeah just uh, the lad who was at my weight he was he was going to the majors and he was getting medals he won like Commonwealth medal European Games medal so you couldn't you could not really send him do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. we we went out to Tokyo uh, not Tokyo we went out to Rio to to help them spar and uh, on the like the first day we got to the training camp it was in a place called Belo Horizonte mm-hmm. uh, all the Olympic team was training before us and uh, as I walked into the gym and all them the Olympic team was training and I I just like it just hit me it, like I was just I wanted to go home there and then I was just thinking I just felt like I don't know just like you weren't important sort of thing and I was yeah. thinking I wish this was me on the team you know what I mean and then as the days went by I, start, I just like started to think to myself think about Tokyo and think just take all, all the experience in and help the lads out because you would have been what 19, 20 yeah yeah, and so and then I started to enjoy it then and uh, when we was going to boxing and that the atmosphere in in the Olympics was just different to any other any other like arena. Like it was like a bit like a pro show, you know what I mean? All all the all the um the crowd was involved in that and I just took it all in and thought to myself that I'm I'm staying on for the these next Olympics and, and here I am now, I'm less than a year away and I just think all the, the likes of the experience or my major tournaments after that. I went to the Europeans, won them, Commonwealths won them, had the World Bronze and uh, European Games bronze, all, all, all that in the past three years. It's just all valuable experience, and mm-hmm. I'll be uh, I'll be one of the favourites to be on the podium like next year. So, who takes most credit for your success? Would you say Aaron? Because he was the first person that introduced yeah, you to he, the gym. He, he, he yeah. must he must swan round Liverpool that lad like he owns it, mustn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's Peter McGrail's got he's got to thank me, you know. I'm know, the one that I got do. him into it. I always thank him like when when I see him, he's uh, yeah, he's sound. Like, but your family. What boxes were Didn't your dad box? Your granddad box? Yeah, years ago, my dad boxed, my granddad boxed, my two granddads boxed actually. And uh, one of my granddads, he done like bare, bare knuckle fighting in the cinder pit and that. He, he used to go out to sea. So yeah, it, it runs in the family, like. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I, I've stuck at it and I'm going to. Was it something, hopefully make dad, that you wanted family. to get him into eventually anyway? Or we just kind of let, let him live his own life, lead, lead his own little journey? When he got into the boxing, no. Did you kind of think he'd be good at this? You had the feeling he'd be good at it. So did you still play, did you still play footy now? And all? Have you had to knock all that on the head with uh, the lads? I played, yeah, well, I did knock the footy, the weekend footy off, uh, knock it on the head. And then when I joined GB, it was Thursday to Sunday, uh, every other week when I was on development. So I used to play five a side of a Wednesday. But then obviously when I joined, joined podium after like five months, uh, that was Monday to Thursday every week. So I couldn't play footy and... I just started to think to myself, I don't really want to get an injury through footy. Yeah. That would affect me boxing, but I do miss it. Like, I played uh, in a little charity charity football tournament the other day for, and I think the charity was Cystic Fibrosis, but uh, we, we were rubbish. Like, we got, <laughs> we got, uh, come second from bottom and that in the, in the team, in the in the league. It that was, must have killed you. I can tell by looking at you in the eyes, that me, killed you, that. Finishing second you know. bottom. I was good to talk, uh, no Faza. Yeah, yeah. He, he be, his team beat us, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, he needs to beat the no limits. Yeah, I was just laughing to myself, but we yeah, he beat us like it was good to. The um, talk to me about Everton Red Triangle then. Obviously, you walk in there. I get, guess Mick and Paul were there when you first walked yeah. in, and you know you were there just a couple of weeks, and they're already talking about you being, a, you know, having the potential to be a national champion. Mm-hmm. You must 
adored that place. Do you know what I mean? It must feel like home these days. Yeah, it does. Um, been there since I was ten. It's st- still in the same place as well. And I used to always say, Paul and Michael, like my second parents. Know what I mean? They're like my second mum and dad. It's been all over the country with them. Uh, down to London, loads when when I was younger to to boxing schoolboy finals, uh, junior finals, been all over to, to Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? I've been all over all over the country with them, just just in the car with them, having a laugh with them. Not not just me, like obviously uh, Andrew Kane as well, and Brandon Day was there, and Andy Humphries was there as well. He was a coach, but um, yeah, it's it's a mad bond. Like as I say, they like me second parents, so she's got so much respect for for Paul now. Obviously, Paul's still my coach now in the gym, and I'm looking forward to getting the Olympics out the way, smashing the Olympics and. Getting back with Paul and you know what I mean. It's, it's. I don't know. Start of journey. Yeah, it is. It's the start, start of another journey, but it's just like I've always, I've always loved our gym. I've always worked well with Paul, and I don't, I don't get as much time as what I would like to get with him yeah. because obviously I box a GB, but and I've, I have to go to Sheffield. It's, it's, it's what I do. I'm, I'm going to the Olympics, so it is what it is, but. I'm I'm looking forward to getting back in our gym full time, like especially now with with the lads who are, who are pro. We've got Andrew Kane, Conor Butler, Brad Strand, Nick Ball, uh, Jack McKinley's pro now. Harry Woods, Jeff Walsh, Alex Dichote. Like I'm looking when I go in the gym, I don't get in the gym much. You know what I mean? Just because sometimes I'm you saying like three times a day in <coughs> Sheffield, so yeah. I try and get in as much as I can. Sometimes Monday morning, sometimes Friday morning, depending on how my body's feeling, because rest important as well. But um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to to getting in with them. I have a laugh with them when I see them, but to to get in with them every day and to work with them, sparring with them. I do 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 some sparring with them, but not as much as what I'd like to do because I do all my sparring in Sheffield with uh, the lads or the other countries. But yeah, in in a I'd say about eighteen months time, there won't be surprised. There's a few few titles floating around the gym, like a few belts, which would be amazing because you know you you'll be. Half a dozen fights potentially into your pro career yeah. by then as well. Mm. You know, it's probably when is the Olympics this time next year? Is it August? It's is like it July, August? July, it? August. Yeah. So around now, you'd be, you know, potentially you'd yeah. be even looking at making moves. Yeah, making Fighting moves. Maybe. Yeah, getting your Depends first pro date on yeah. the diary at least. Mm. You know, you want to have a couple of listen, you want to have a few months off. Yeah, because first thing you got to do is you got to walk around Liverpool and decide where you want your gold post yeah. box to go. Do you I know, know what I mean? Where I you going to put it? Have you thought about it? No, I haven't thought about it. I'll have to uh, cross that bridge when it comes <laughs> to it. <laughs> the um, it. It's incredible this bond that like a lot of the ERT lads that come in with Paul, like that the bond that is at that club. You don't you don't get that in every club. No. Do you know what I mean? It's it. I spoke to Paul about this sometimes about catching like like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And he's whatever he's doing there, it's working. Yeah. Because everyone that is there adores the place no. and adores working with Paul and feels like they're making massive strides in their career. So it's nice for you. Obviously, we've got Tokyo, we've got the Worlds and then Tokyo twenty twenty to to look at, but. You'll come out of Tokyo, not like most boxers, to go, okay, now I need to find a pro trainer, and where am I going to go there, and where's my strength and conditioning, and where's this? It's kind of it's all laid out for you. It is, it all, is. all you've got to do is pick a promoter. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, uh, as I say, I'm looking forward to it. It's like three years ago, it was it seemed so far away, but it feels like the years have flew by, and as I say, we're less than a year now, and in a year's time, I'll, I, I will be pro, and... I'll be back in our gym, be back in Liverpool full time and training with Paul, training with the lads. And uh, 
putting the gym on the map, you know what I mean? I'm just looking forward to it. At any point over the last four years since Rio, as you say, you got to Rio, you were disappointed initially because you were a bit like, oh, it should be me, could be mm. me. But you've, you you overcame that during that trip, yeah. trip to Rio. But over the last, you know, three years already, three and a half years, um, is there any point where you where you sat with your dad or whatever and you were, you know what, I'm just going to turn pro. Mm. I've had enough. Or, or have you always had that? I've got to do Tokyo first. I've got to do it. Yeah, no, I've always thought, like, uh, get the Olympics, you know what I mean? Get the Olympics and, and Because there's a few lads you mentioned there, national, multi-time national champions from ERT. Yeah, Brad. That could, yeah, Exactly, Andrew, like, Brad, yeah. Brad, you turn pro and you go like, well, wait a minute, you know, the, Tokyo was coming yeah. up or whatever, the, the world, or don't you want to... But the, the time just felt right for them. Yeah. But with you, it's always been... The, there's never been any doubt. I've never spoke to anyone and you've gone, oh... Yeah, Peter's having a having a think mm-hmm. about turning pro. It, it, there's never been rumblings of mm-hmm. it. You've always had that single-minded focus yeah. on Tokyo. Yeah, definitely. Like my first major was the Europeans, and I won them. So obviously, I've always believed in my own ability. Anyway, I was winning medals at youth level, but uh, when I won the European gold, like, like I, I knew it myself anyway. But it sort of confirmed in my own head, like you you you've got the potential to win the Olympics here, and you've seen what winning the Olympics does for. For not just life, but in boxing, it just it's like say there was a ladder. You're not starting at the bottom of the ladder. You're starting halfway up the ladder, aren't you? You're a bigger deal. You you get better contracts, better fights. Uh, your profile will be a lot bigger. So, just I just always thought about the opportunity to uh, make 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 life a bit easier, make boxing a bit easier. So I don't see why why I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? It's as I say, I'll be one of the favourites to win a medal at the Olympics. So. If you've got the opportunity to do that, it it just it would have been wrong to, to turn pro. Do you know what I mean? I would have, I might not have regretted it. I might have been pro now. I might have had titles. I might have been smashing it. But it's it's. I just think if you win the Olympic Games and then turn professional, it's just a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know we've got two perfect examples in this city of two lads that did a box off at one stage to represent GB in Callum Smith and Anthony Fowler. Mm-hmm. Fowler. Decided to stick around for four years and go to an Olympic Games. Callum Smith turned pro. That's a risk that you take, isn't it? Exactly. Now, Callum Smith, number one super middleweight on the planet. Yeah. You know, he had his defining moment against Groves. We're all desperate for him to get another big fight, but it worked for him. Yeah. But then you can't argue that Fowler, I think he's still the most decorated amateur. Yeah. With all his senior medals and whatever. Okay, he didn't win the Olympic Games, but... If you know, I've spoken to him about it, and he's got. I've got no regrets. Yeah. No regrets whatsoever. And his pro career now, you know, he's headlining shows. Yeah. Just beat Brian Rose, former world title contender. Mm-hmm. So there is no tra- there is no obvious path. Do you know what no. I mean? Some of the superstars of British boxing, Carl Zaghi, Naz, Ricky Hatton, didn't go to the Olympic Games. Do you know what I mean? I so, but then look at the likes of James DeGale. Look at the likes of Lennox Lewis. Look, you know, look at these guys Joshua. who did Joshua, of course. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a weird one, and I guess it's one that every young boxer has to go through in their own mind is, and yeah. make that decision mm-hmm. as a when as and when they're going to be right. For you personally, what's so exciting about Tokyo 2020 and next year, obviously, you're coming home, you've got the world's title, you're going into Tokyo, you come back to Liverpool with a gold medal, back end of 2020, you're looking to turn pro. Liverpool boxing over the last decade has been absolute boom town. You know, we've had the arena, we've had world champions, had Bellew and the Smith brothers and Derry selling out every venue he could. It's been an absolute boom time. But right now it seems like a lot of those names are just edging towards retirement. Yeah. You know, 
even though Callum Smith's at the top of the tree, if we get another five fights out of him, I'll be surprised. Do you know? Because yeah. he's, he's he's at that place. The city is ripe for a new superstar. It's ripe for someone to go. Here we go, fresh journey. Let's go. That's you must one, feel it. Nah, I do. I do. I've been saying for a for a while. Like the the city needs someone to follow. Like just starting out in the career. You know what I mean? Obviously, we've just we've got Fowler as well, and it'd be be nice for me to join him. And uh, but I just need the Olympic medal. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about your fighting style then. Um, obviously, it's fifty-seven key now. We're thinking pro terms is that's lightweight, isn't it? One hundred twenty-four, one hundred twenty-three pounds, yeah, or something, something like that. Like that yeah. Oh, is it feather or is it lightweight? Um, one hundred twenty-three. I think it's feather. Um, it's be different though in the uh, pros to the amateurs. So yeah. the amateurs, I make it every day. Of course, not every day. It could be every day, but like every other day, depending on the schedule. In the in the pros, you you get a day before weighing, so. Could possibly do a bit lighter, do you know what I mean? Like, just because purely the fact of you've got you've only got to make it for one second, for one sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So that's why it's harder. <coughs> like I've got to keep this weight, you know what I mean? When I get out to Russia or get out to Tokyo, you've got to keep that weight for the so many weeks. Like, the most most professionals who what they weigh in at, that's not what they fight at, sort of thing. Yeah, like they, they put a put a good bit of weight on. Like I, I don't box that much heavier than what I weigh in at when I'm at the. Amateur tournaments, so we could potentially even see your debut at what Bantam Super yeah, Bantam, maybe Super Bantam, maybe, maybe Super Bantam, yeah. See what happens. You know what I mean? I've still got a year. I feel like I'm getting bigger and bigger by 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 like by the year. So, uh, just see what happens. Go and see a nutritionist when it, when the time's right and get everything done. And I'm sure they uh, they get me performance and my best life. Absolutely. What I like about the reason I'm so excited about where you're on on this journey yeah. and the journey Liverpool and the whole of the UK is about to come on with you, certainly post-Tokyo, is because of your fighting style. You're not a sword mm. fencer. You, you, I don't watch your style and think, poof, even though you've had so much success as an amateur, I don't think, wow, what an incredible amateur style yeah. he's got. He's amazing at winning amateur fights. Yeah. It, from the outside looking in, it, oh, it was always going to be tough for Tom Stalker to transition to a pro mm. just because the way he throws his shots, just because the way he sword fences in there. But I don't see that with you. Mm-hmm. Now I know I've I've seen you speak previously about you know you you take with you being a southpaw as well. You know you start you kind of base your style a little bit on like some Manny Pacquiao, Lomachenko, fast feet, fast hands, in and out, good counter puncher. That's all hallmarks for a great pro. Never it mind is, a good it? amateur. So yeah. has that always been in the back of your mind when you're working with Paul, maybe or even on GB to be like you know I don't want to be too. Far, I don't want to be a sword fence. I need to hear people when I'm in there as well. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. I just when I'm boxing, I just try and hit them and not get it. You know what I mean? And uh, obviously, as I'm getting older now, I feel like I'm getting a bit stronger and I get an extra kilo now, so I'm going to be a bit stronger and feel like me me shots are doing more to like when I'm sparring and and when I'm boxing. So yeah, uh, I am. I'm getting bigger and stronger now and. The style, I just, I like to watch the likes of Manny Pacquiao, Lomachenko. The, the like, they're both different. Like Pacquiao's light and fast. So is Lomachenko, but Pacquiao's more in and out on his feet, and he 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 can just bounce around for twelve rounds. Don't I mean you've seen the size of his calves, and Lomachenko just looks so fluent in what he does. So if I could mix them two into one, don't I mean it'd be unstoppable. It'd be uh, be great. But I've, I've always said it'd be nice for say the way I'm. Here now talking about watching Lomachenko, watching uh, Pacquiao, and that would be nice for in years to come. Eventually, when I finish my career, for a young kid coming through to be like, I like to watch the likes of Peter McGrath, you know what I mean? I like his style, so I like to create my own style. Absolutely, of course. Um, 
on Lomachenko, I've got to ask you about yeah. the performance at the weekend. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, were you, were you, you know, blown away by it? Was you because for me, I, I, listen, I thought he was outstanding. I thought Luke Campbell unfortunately brought his A game, but yeah. his A game just wasn't good enough. Um, you know, he, he probably won one, two rounds mm. at best, and I think against any other lightweight on the planet, he probably wins a world title at the weekend Definitely. when he when he performs like mm. that. But against Lomachenko, against someone that's you know, from a boxer, obviously you've got to admire him. But do you think, wow, there's there's so many more levels to this game that even Luke Campbell needs to master? You know, yeah. there's such a gulf there. It's weird. I know it is. He's uh, he, just, he makes it look easy, doesn't he, Lomachenko? Like the stuff he does, and it's it's not easy. Like the, the stuff that he does, it's it, it is. It's hard. It's mentally draining, physically draining, and it's. I suppose it's just the schooling that he's had from from a young age. He, didn't he go to like the likes of ballet, ballet dancing and traditional that and, dance class? Yeah, for yeah. three years or something. Yeah. So it's it's them little them little things. You know what I mean? They're just the little one percent things that that he's adding in. That's probably uh, show, showing the difference because so there's not going to. I bet there's not many people, even in boxing history, that have went on to dance classes, ballet, ballet dance classes. You know what I mean? And yeah. obviously he lives the life and he's he's went through the the. The thing I've went through the uh, the whole amateur the setup, like yeah, the, yeah. the pro right through the yeah. Ukraine, done all the Europeans, yeah. the worlds, the, the Olympics. Yeah, and when you're going all over the world on training camps, uh, fighting, fighting all over the world and so on, it's like you, you, most kids that you're fighting, even though you're only doing three rounds in the WSB, you do five. Most kids you're fighting, you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't meet that level till like European world level in 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 pro boxing. So yeah. he's been doing that for for years anyway. So it was already like he was a professional anyway. Do you know what I mean? So that's why he's breaking records and he's won so many world titles in in so many fights and the fastest ever to yeah, win it in three weight divisions. Such an outstanding fighter. So it's a uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Like isn't he, he seems to do a lot of like holding his breath underwater. Yeah. All those exercises. He does a lot of juggling. He does like weird, weird balance games yeah. and. It seems like his dad's thinking trains the mind as outside well. the box. Yeah, yeah. Lennox Lewis would always play chess. You know mm. that was his big thing. Money yeah. was a, he was like a chess master. Is there anything at Team GB that that does? You know, there's obviously a lot of physical training that goes on. Do you do, you do like a lot of mental stuff or? Uh, no, not much. Like not not much mental stuff. But the likes of the facilities we've got, we've got as I was saying before, like the likes of the altitude tent. Uh, the likes of the strength conditioning coaches, the running, we've got the running track there. Like, GB are probably one of the fittest teams, like, when we go away. Like, a lot of countries get tired, you know what I mean? We, we always seem to be pushing on in the last round. So, maybe that might be our, our little edge. Like, other countries might be, they might be the mind or something, but mm-hmm. GB's might be the, the physical strength and, and, and the fitness. So, that's why I was saying to Pat the other day, we need to, take advantage of our advantages sort of thing because the Make likes the of the other yeah. countries that they, they haven't got like a running track there or they haven't got the the best the best weights gyms the best uh, altitude tents you know what I mean them altitude tents they must cost cost a lot of money what other countries haven't got so you've got a um, you've got a like huge to your advantage of course which are the big power nations these days it, traditionally it used to be America and Cuba yeah you know and, and, and guess Russia as well has, it, has there been a change is it more Kazakhstan Ukraine mm, not not so much Ukraine I'd probably say you've got the likes of Kazakhstan Uzbekistan and Cuba you know what I mean they're, they're like they're, they'll and, always be game yeah, basically GB yeah. GB yeah, yeah. now I'm, I'm going to stick by GB as well so 
But uh, it's mad. It's like the likes of the in the Asian games. I can imagine they're like overt, like it's more technical, very good boxers now. But then the likes of our Europeans, the Russians and that, and and like the Ukrainians and that, it's all rough and tough. Know what I mean? So it's when when you go to these World Championships, you've got all the, all like your different styles. You could box someone where you've got to be dead sharp, dead technical. But then you could have someone just flying at you for three rounds where you've got to just rough it out, tough it out. So. The the World Championships is it's 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 the big one. Like, yeah. are you glad you've got that experience of previously attending as well? Obviously, previously medal. Yeah, yeah. Then, um, like after the last one in twenty seventeen, uh, the lad who beat me, the Kazakh, he he went on to win them. He it was his third Worlds, and he'd had like double the fights of me, and and I reckon I've had a lot of fights. I've had like about hundred and thirty. So he'd had like double the fights of me, and it was his third World Championship. So. And it, for it to be my first, know what I mean? And like, there, there weren't much in the fight. So, for me, now with an extra two years' experience, uh, Commonwealth Games, gold medal, European Games, bronze, and a few other little tournaments won them. Uh, and uh, two years of age, strength, and experience on me, uh, I, reckon, I reckon it's going to show if, it, if I come up against them. Yeah. The World Series of Boxing, has that been good for your developments as well? Yeah, brilliant. It uh, helps the. Tr- transition from the pro game to the amateur game that's like you've, you've got your day before weighing you don't wear a vest um i i had one in the pool the night that's it was right, yeah, a bit yeah. like a pro day you know what i mean loads of people come down to watch me it was a uh, it was great like but that's that's i think that's been knocked on the head now and, and we're all good because i don't know it just it just felt different boxing yeah. on them shows there was i don't know what it was why it felt different whether it was because you didn't have a vest on whether it was because it was two extra rounds the day before weighing it was just all of them, all of them factors together. It was just, it was basically like, as you say, it's like fighting in the pros. It wasn't the the level you're fighting at. Know what I mean? I, I boxed the uh, I boxed in them. I boxed the uh, Olympic silver medalist and I boxed the two time Olympic gold medalist. Know what I mean? In a, uh, so to be boxing against them kids, know what I mean? At, at a young age, it's just all brilliant experience and uh, it has stood me in good stead because I've won all them medals since I've boxed them, do you know what I mean? So it, it, it is all a great experience for you. So heading out to, obviously, the Worlds this week, mm. they're, they're the names you're looking for, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Cuba, they're, they're the other names in the zone. Have you boxed any of them before? Do you know, do you know, are you know, you're familiar with any of them? Or? Yeah, they've boxed the Kazakh, who'll probably be at my weight, and I'm not sure who's going for the for the other countries. But um, it's one of them. you just got to focus on yourself. I don't, of course. I don't like to focus on other... Other people too much and other countries too much. It's just the best piece of material turns yeah, up beat anyone. That's what I'm saying. And just wait for the draw. And whoever you're fighting, you're fighting. You're, it's pointless worrying someone who's the other side of the draw. You would meet till the final. Do you know what I mean? You just worry about your next fight. Take one fight at a time and focus on them and get your tactics right to fight them. How many fights do you expect to have in the world? How many? How many will it take for the, to win gold? Yeah, it could be like four or five. It could be five. It could be four. It could depend on. Uh, what seed you get? It could be you could get seed number one or two or three. But so like if there's a buy as well, if there's a buy, the the seeds normally get the buy. So just uh, wait till I get out there and find out. Team USA, no, a big threat anymore. Yeah, nah. Team US, Team USA. Yeah, the the lad who was at my weight, he got a silver in the last Worlds, but uh, I'm not sure. I don't know whether I heard. I heard he might be pulling out or something. He was injured, so. Uh, I'm not, not sure, but USA are good. Like we've been over to Colorado to their base the past three years in January, 
they've, they've got a good base over there in uh, Colorado Springs. The Olympic Signing Centre, they've got a good setup. And uh, So they've got a bit of investment now? Because yeah. for years they had no investment, didn't mm. they? And it just seemed to, you know, the whole Team USA seemed to suffer through lack of investment. Mm. And the exact opposite was happening here. We were getting investments yeah. and Team GB were producing the results. And always when Team GB get so many medals at the Olympics, they, they get like the funding, don't they, for the next Olympics. I think that's that's the way it works. So we and million percent fact we we'll be meeting the medal targets at these next Olympics like the our team now is just it's better than any other team. And I, I, I feel like it's better than any other team that uh, has come over the past few years, you know what I mean? It's it's on there on paper as well. We're we're getting medals at all the majors better than any any other Olympic cycle so we just need to keep pushing on and keep smashing it heading out to Russia then tomorrow yeah. are you, at this point do you feel excited do you, do you just want to get out there and get started or is a little bit of nerves starting to kick yeah. in or yeah, I wouldn't say nerves not yet you know what I mean you get a bit of nerves on the day, the day you fight uh, you just want to win you know what I mean not, not like scared nerves just like you want to box well you want to show everyone what you can do you want to win the rest of the next round but uh yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting out there and getting this day of travelling out the way tomorrow. It's it's one of them. It's, it's got to be done now. I've done, done it for years now. I'm used to all the travelling, like so. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to getting out there. Like brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for bringing your dad with you yeah. as well. Your Thanks journey's been us. unreal. And honestly, Peter, this this just feels like the beginning. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I know, I know you've. You feel like you've been boxing forever, I'm sure, and, you, and you, the list of awards that you've won as an amateur speaks volumes about you, and I know you've got two more gold medals to go before you turn pro, but the whole of the UK is ready mm. and primed, waiting for a new star, and this city especially cannot wait. I know. So listen, best of luck out in Russia. Let's get the gold, let's get over to Tokyo, get gold, and then come back, and then we'll sit back, me, you, and the dad will sit back, me and your dad will have a beer, and we'll pick a promoter. Yeah. You know, will it be matchroom, <laughs> top rank? We'll see. PBC, we don't know. It's the one, isn't it? Put the money on the table, we'll find yeah. out. Sound. You've been listening to Fight Disciples. I'm Nick Peter. I'll be back next week with more of the same. And for more from us, don't forget me and Adam are out in uh, Abu Dhabi all this week covering the UFC featuring Khabib. So don't miss our channels, fightdisciples.com and on social media at Fight Disciples. If you want to keep track of Peter McGrail out in Russia next week, his social media is Peter underscore McGrail. There you go. And that's on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, the the yeah. full lot. Yeah. Peter underscore McGrail. McGrail. Thanks yeah. very much. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.